0: Our family didn't have family vacations. We didn't go to the beach in the summertime. You know, we, we we wrestle. I get, like, a little bit of everything that I kind of wanted in my life. Like, you know, a little wrestling. It's- Our wrestling is just kind of the fabric of the culture. You know, I think that was a very important part of who I am and who I am today. Uh, going back and uh, coming back through the struggles. And wrestling's just like one big puzzle. There's like a counterattack to every attack that the opponent has, and it's just fun trying to like figure
1: everything out. You're probably the first person I've talked to about it outside of uh,
0: my family and my, my personal wrestlers. But that voice in my head kind of that said, you can't do this, that was kind of what made me want to do it. It doesn't matter how your body feels or how you feel, but... You know, it's, it's about how you go out and compete and the attitude when you are out on the map. So that, that national tournament that year was was um, was the most enjoyable wrestling experience that I've that I've ever had in my life. I was like super, super, super intense. All I cared about was wrestling. For 17 years, it was like this was what I was training for. You know, and this is potentially my last tournament. It's like this is it. It's like eight mile. Like you only get one shot
1: like he took what was mine, you know, and um, I was trying to take what was his, so just kind of how things go. Welcome to Sun History. I'm your host, Earl Smith. We have a very special guest today. He was a two-time All-American for Cal Poly and still the only wrestler ever to win four California State Championships currently. He's enjoying a career in the field of animation. Let's welcome Daryl Vasquez.
0: Hey, thanks, Earl. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, and I'm, I'm excited to get back to kind of my history in wrestling.
1: Good, good. Uh, so, as I do with a lot of guests, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning then. So, uh, when and why did you begin wrestling?
0: Um, I began wrestling, um, I was about nine years old. I grew up with uh, my dad uh, encouraging us to uh, be in athletics, um, but he he was kind of a multi-sport person in high school. He wrestled, he played uh, baseball, and played football. Um, but he always encouraged us to wrestle. For some reason, um, I think just because he he seemed to love that sport uh, a lot. And uh, I have two older brothers, and uh, we didn't take to him wanting us to wrestle. We played baseball. Um, one of my brothers played uh, basketball. And uh, once uh, my oldest brother was in in high school, I think he was a I want to think he was a freshman or sophomore. Um, he just came home one day and was like, I joined the wrestling team. It was just out of, out of nowhere. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I think he, he might've tried out for another sport and didn't make it and just decided to go out for wrestling. And, uh, uh, that was when I literally just baseball was no more. (laughs) And, uh, we were all into wrestling. We turned into a wrestling family overnight.
1: And so I mentioned earlier, you're the first and only wrestler to win four state titles in California. When did that accomplishment make it onto the radar for you as a goal, uh, you know, as a younger wrestler once you got into high school?
0: Um, yeah, uh, I remember going to the state meet. Um, man, I don't remember when I first went. Uh, I was probably, let's see, I started when I was nine. And it was probably around 11 or 12. Um, we started going to wrestling camps a lot. Um, and I remember going to the high school meet, high school state meet and seeing, you know, in the, in the bracket and brochure, you know, the list of achievements from, from the, you know, 30 years of history in wrestling. And I remember seeing that there was only one four time finalist and never a four time state champion and never a freshman state champion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember being at a, uh, wrestling camp. I think it was probably that year. It was later that year, probably in the summer. And, uh, they brought up goal setting and they talked about, uh, short-term and long-term goals. And, uh, I don't know what made me feel that way. I, I really don't. I can't, I wish I could go back to that time. Um, but I remember, you know, writing down that I was going to be the first freshman state champion and I was going to be a four time state champion. And it was from then on, like my mind was completely made up. Like I, I wrote it down in everything I could, I had pieces of paper, you know, taped to my walls. And that was seriously what I was going to do. There was nothing that was going to stop me. And, uh, I remember even, I mean, again, I hadn't, I hadn't really done much back then. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I was fairly good. Um, but I just, I wasn't, I was at the top, but I, I didn't win any state titles as kids. I didn't, you know, I placed high, I, I won tournaments. Um, but I don't know what it was, but from then, I mean, that was my goal. And and I wasn't going to let, you know, kind of anybody deter me from that. And I remember, kids, you know, not kids, but people kind of like laughing it off because again, this is, you're talking 30 years of history that no one had done it. And and you're looking at a kid who, you know, is this little peep squeak and, and, and he's telling you that he's going to be, you know, the first freshman state champion, the first four-time state champion. And I remember my dad just being like, you were so, con-, like, you believed it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, since you had those goals and you were so set on them, I assume you were able to appreciate it, you know, at the time as a senior doing it. You know, has your opinion of this accomplishment, you know, changed or, you know, have has you gotten even more respect for it as time has passed?
0: Yeah, I think I, I've, I've grown to appreciate it and see it much bigger now. Um, I think it, it's like anything, even, even being away from the sport of wrestling for so long, you do see it with different eyes. And when you, you know, obviously, you know, when you have that many years of history behind you, and you do something that no one else has done. But then you see continuous kids going for that feat and almost accomplishing it. You know, there, there's been many three-time state champions now. There's been many kids going for their fourth or barely missing it out. Um, and, and yeah, definitely, it definitely blows me away at, you know, being able to do something that no one has done you know, sense. And, and I think, I think it's going to happen. I I think it's just a matter of time. Um, you know, I don't think I did anything that no one can do or else I wouldn't have done it. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of kids out there that can do it, that are on track to do it. And, uh, but it it's interesting because you have people, you know, you have a kid who wins a, a state title as a freshman and everybody's like, Oh, he's the next, he's the next. But there's plenty of kids behind them that want to win a state title. You know, I was, I wasn't the first freshman state champion, and that was one of my goals. And I I got Mm -hmm. to be at that state tournament when Jacob won. And, you know, it blew me away. It was like, that was, you know, something I, you know, every single day for, you know, years now, uh, that was my goal. And he, he took it away from me. But I was a kid sitting in the stands, Going, I'm gonna be the first freshman or a four-time state champion. I what he wasn't gonna take that away from me, and I knew that was my goal. And and that's the thing is you have kids even right now. You could be, you know, three state titles going for your fourth. But there's kids that are coming in and going, I'm gonna be this, you know, I'm gonna mm-hmm. be a state champion, and they they could be, land in the same way. And you go, it just it's just a matter of of two people, <laughs> you know, and who's either put in the most work or who's on that day, um, you know, I think there's a lot of factors. But, yeah, just over time, you, you watch kids, kid, you know, especially in California, you you only have one state tournament. You mm-hmm. you have, you know, at, well, we have 14 weights. I think there's around 14 weights now. And, you know, it's just the percentage of someone doing it four times is pretty low, you know, so, of course, seeing it now. And seeing all the kids and all the hard work that people put in, you go, yeah, it, it, it kind of blows me away every year.
1: And kind of playing off of some of the things you said, there's plenty of reasons why someone may not win a state title. You know, what was the biggest threat to your four state titles? Could it be a, a particular match or an opponent, Yeah, injury? Yeah, I
0: think I have – I probably have, like – I mean, there. I, it's hard to put it at one person other than Jacob um, you know, I think he, Jacob Palomino would be the biggest threat just because of his accomplishments. You know, he was the first freshman state champion. He was literally the only person standing in the way of me, one, becoming a fourth time state champion, and two, accomplishing my goal of being the only one, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that became my goal. When he won his, his freshman one, that was, So I think he was a a major opponent, you know, and, uh, I mean, I, I mean, we went to most of the same tournaments, even through my freshman year, my sophomore year, um, and obviously my junior year, you know, um, when, when I wrestled him and he was a senior, Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I can't just put it at him. I mean, there was plenty, plenty of kids, you know, guys that were super talented and, and definitely gunning for my title and definitely gunning to beat me, um, but I also had uh, my sophomore year. Um, I had a staph infection. Um, I think it came from like a spider bite Ooh. and just being on the mats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it happened like uh, man, this was like I want to say a couple weeks before like our qualifier, like our like our uh, league title or uh, you know our, our our division kind of. Yeah. And uh, I remember going to my my you know, then doctor, my, my pediatrician or whatever. And, uh, they were like, you, you can't wrestle. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you don't understand. You know,
1: <laughs> and they're
0: like, no, you know, they're, you know, she's obviously looking at my health, you know, for the health of me. And, uh, but again, they're not looking at it and they're just saying, Hey, you, you have a, a pretty bad infection. And, uh, I, I went to, uh, he was our school doctor and now he's, he's, he's my forever doctor, um, uh, great guy. And, uh, you know, he took me in and literally that day went in, cut it open, got the staph infection out, put me on antibiotics. Like, you know, he was doing the whole bit. And I remember going to the, you know, I was doing everything I can because I couldn't, I couldn't cut weight like I, I should have been you know, cause you can't, you can't overdo things then. So I was having to do things differently. And then for the tournament, I remember having, I bandaged my, my arm. It was on, it was on my right arm. And I remember bandaging my right arm completely, um, you know, cover it up. I had, you know, like donut holes, you know, to because the swelling was so bad. And I, you know, obviously now I have stitches cause they cut it out and like wrestling having to wrestle with like one hand you know, just to win a match and and uh, and make sure that I'm going on to the next week of competition. You know, so I I think there's so many. I mean, there there's sicknesses, there's there's uh, infections, there's uh, injuries, there's so much. I mean, that can affect somebody. So yeah, I mean, it, it's again, it's pretty amazing to to make it through four years of of you know pretty healthy state. Tournaments. Actually, one year I, I, uh, I think it was the week or two before the state tournament, I had a kid. We were wrestling and, and practice, and and you know, live goes, and you know, I think he reacted weird, and uh, broke open my my eyelid, you know, right or right uh-huh. above my eye, and uh, I wrestled the whole tournament, um, I think up until the semis with a with a mask on, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's. That's already you know you you kind of put yourself at a at a disadvantage when you have' to, to wear a mask and um yeah i mean there's there's so many freak accidents that can happen um but yeah that that was pretty much some of mine
1: mm-hmm. uh so so coming out of high school, I don't know if people analyzed recruiting like they may now, but I'd have to assume you were one of the top couple guys in the nation and had a lot of interest from schools nationwide uh why do you select Cal Poly and who else have you did you may? Uh, strongly consider um
0: yeah I, I was definitely one of the top recruits uh i think yeah it was a lot differently a lot different back then you didn't have uh youtube and and flow wrestling like like you do now you know you can watch <laughs> every wrestling match really in in most states um but yeah i i had a lot of big colleges recruit me um i had i was pretty much deciding between I remember at the time Nebraska, uh, Arizona State, um, obviously you know most of the California schools, and, and Cal Poly, and uh, the reason I chose Cal Poly really was because um, of it, like, one, it's the proximity to my family. Um, you know, it was only like two hours away from uh, my hometown, which was uh, awesome. And you know, I'm a I'm a big <laughs> family man and, and really close to my family. Um, but the other reason was, was coaching. Um, I, I'd gone to, you know, I, I'd mentioned going to wrestling camps. I would I'd known John Azevedo for, you know, probably since I had started wrestling, you know, uh, going to his, his camps, he was the head wrestling coach of, uh, Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, uh, with, um, massive amounts of, of history for himself, uh, and his, co- com- uh, competition career. And, uh, but also as, as a coach, you know, he did tremendous things. Uh, so, uh, we had, you know, become great friends. Um, uh, one of my best friends, Nathan Morgan, uh, his dad was his coach. So, um, I thought it was somewhere that Nathan and I would go together. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so yeah, it was, it was knowing I had, I had great partners there. I you know, uh, Matt Azevedo was, was John's nephew and, uh, Joe Heskett was my coach and we had, you know, I had great coaching staff, but yeah, it was pretty much because of John, you know, and his, uh, relation, you know, our, our history as a relationship. So, uh, that, that was probably the biggest reason uh, along with family. Um, so yeah.
1: And so as a collegiate wrestler, did you ever feel like the four time California state champion accomplishment or label, became a burden for you or made you a target for other wrestlers?
0: Oh, for sure. (laughs) You make a goal that big and you set off to accomplish it. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're putting a, a target on your own back, you know, really. And that's how I feel like it, like it was, it wasn't just, you know, people putting that burden. I really think it was me. You know, I put that burden on myself. I put that, uh, that competition and that target. So, um, but yeah, and again, I, I I think I had gosh, I think it was like seven losses I think in my high school career. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, to the same extent, you know, obviously when you set yourself high goals like that is one thing, but when you're setting up to accomplish them and and you know, you're you're going with seven year seven losses in, in four years, you know, you're obviously it's it's like the the underdog story. You know, you want to be that underdog, you wanna be you know, once I won my, my first, it was like, you know, everybody else was pretty much an underdog to win, you know? So it's like, yeah, you're going for your four, but they're also going for their state title. So yeah, when you're, when you're competing at that level, I think it's just, uh, the competition is just becomes just a target and a burden for yourself. But, um, but yeah, I think just, just kind of setting forth and, and trying to, I not see it as a burden. You know, I never saw it as a burden. It was, it was fun for me. You know, it was competition. I love competition. And uh, I, I try not to think of it as like a burden or a target or, you know, who's gunning for me. It was just, you know, going out and having fun. Try not to think of, of that, but obviously it was there.
1: Mm-hmm. And so your freshman season, you made it to the NCAA semis and dropped a one-point match before finishing fourth. Uh, at the time, how do you feel about that finish in your freshman season as a whole? And that—that's a
0: tough loss. <laughs> yeah, I—I I think about that match uh, quite a bit. You know, even—even even to this day. You know, I watched the uh, watched the NCAA's uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know, watching that semifinal match, it just—you can't help but remember that. You can't help but to think about it and to think about all the little, you know. What if I would have done this? What if the ref wouldn't have called this? You know, made this call? Um, yeah, you you definitely. I, of course, looking at it now, I, I'm I'm proud of it. I, I, I'm very proud of of my career.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but yeah, th- those are tough losses. Those, those are hard ones to to not let go. Um, just because again, your your goals are are set so high. And when you lose that and you step away from that goal that you had, you would set out that those are hard things to, to <laughs> not dwell on, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it, they're, they're tough, man. But uh, I, I'm definitely proud of it. I'm definitely yeah, love the experience that that semifinals and the NCAAs is unreal. Yeah. You know, I can only imagine how the finals would be, um, you know, based on the semis, but yeah that's just unreal the, the the crowd's going crazy you have you have team races going on that you know you're either wrestling against them or or they're happening on the mat next to you um you have uh all american round kind of happening side by side with you and yeah it it's it's pretty pretty
1: nuts mm-hmm. Um, so the next season you missed the entire year with an illness. What exactly were you dealing with? When did you, uh, you know, symptoms start and what made you realize you had to shut it down?
0: Um, well, the, the biggest, it, the thing I had was called Epstein bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, my doctor kind of put it calling it, calling it chronic fatigue. So I basically had uh, kind of a roller coaster of, of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't ever due to one thing, you know, it was, it would just be, there were times where I would have a lot of energy and there would be times where I'd have like almost none. And, and there was nothing that really, is just out of nowhere, you know, you just, you're not feeling at, at a hundred percent. Um, but that to me is, is, kind of the, the, it's not the true thing that happened. I think I had a lot of things going on. Um, mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend, that I got really serious with that, uh, you know, things didn't work out how I wanted to. And I had kind of put her number one in my life. You know, I, I kind of put a backseat to my my relationship with the Lord, uh, my family, uh, and obviously wrestling and my schoolwork. And uh, so I think I needed that, that happened, I think, because of just everything kind of shutting down when that kind of fell apart, you know, I kind of had put Mm -hmm. my foundation in that. And, uh, when that left, I think everything kind of crumbled from there. So I think it, I think, you know, just kind of that, that was a big part of me missing that year, you know, and I think it was a big Mm -hmm. part of me not accomplishing the goals that I had set out in college. Um, Mm -hmm. in high school, I was much more focused and, uh, I think I got a little bit unfocused, not only with, with life and, and things around that. But I think, I I think there was a lot of things, I think, uh, you know, weight cutting, um, there were a lot of things that kind of just didn't allow me to kind of focus how I needed to, to, uh, feel like I had trained and gave it everything I I had. You know, I think there was a, you know, just like everything life kind of steps in and, and, uh, I didn't prioritize things how I should have. I didn't, you know, kind of. take responsibilities where I needed to. So I think that was kind of, kind of the biggest thing.
1: And because of the illness, was there ever a point where you thought your wrestling career would be over with?
0: Um, no, I think just because of, of knowing that it wasn't just that. Um, once I knew I could kind of take care of my life and uh, find the balance and, and, and focus on uh, the things that I hold important to me, Um, I knew I was going to be fine. Um, I think there was, I think there was some, uh, confidence things maybe, uh, coming back after being out a year. I think there, there were a a little bit of, uh, ring rust that I knew I needed to get out of my system. And I was kind of, not that I was worried about it, but I think it was always on my,
1: on my mind
0: when I was, you know, getting back into the swing of things. Um, but never, never that my career was over. Just because I know that wasn't the the major reason. I know there were there were so many other things going on that I knew I I could fix. Mm-hmm.
1: And as a junior, you had to compete against a guy you mentioned earlier, a good friend of yours, Nathan Morgan. You know, how is it competing against someone who uh, you know that if you are going to achieve your goal of being a national champion, you're going to have to go through a good friend. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was and, that was. Oh, go ahead.
1: All right. I was going to say or vice versa for him to you.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I can only say it on, on my, on my side. Um, but yeah, Nathan and I are super close. Um, still to this day. Uh, so yeah, it, it was, it was super tough. Um, again, I, I, his dad was my coach. My dad was, was his coach. Um, you know, growing up from, from when we started wrestling, from when we started competing, um, He's a year younger than me, um, but we pretty much started at the same time. I think he was eight, so I was nine. Um, so yeah, we were super close and super tight. And uh, again, kind of even going back to, to choosing colleges, you know, I think that was one thing that I, I hated because, you know, I think we, we, we kind of built each other to, to our accomplishments. Um, you know, it's, it's irony sharpening iron. It's, it's, you know, the competitive spirit building each other up. So yeah, that was really hard competing in a, in a different way, you know, competitive in a wrestling room, um, as friends is different than trying to uh, competing in, (laughs) in college against each other. Again, like you're saying that, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to take each other's goals away. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, I, I consider him like my, my brother, you know, so, um, I I don't know if he took it. We've never really talked about it. You know, it's kind of one of those things you kind of put aside. Um, yeah. We only competed once that year against each other. Um, mm-hmm. He beat me um, at, a, at a Oklahoma State dual meet. Um, but yeah, it was tough. It, it was uh, you know he won in overtime on a takedown, and uh, but yeah, it was. I think there was just tons of just you don't know what to do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's hard to kind of put those, those, uh, feelings aside. And I know, you know, as we would, if we would have competed more, I know it would have possibly made it a little bit easier other than at the national championships. I think that would just be, you know, the ultimate of, of how do you, how do you, uh, take that away from, you know, someone that you consider a brother? Um, but yeah, it, it was tough. I mean, there, there's nothing <laughs> around that. It was, it was just flat out tough. And I think it was hard for both. It was hard for, you know, our parents too. You know, you have oh, you know man. our dads who, you know, were still close friends, you know. Um and it's like, you know, they they were so used to talking wrestling all the time and and you know, wanting us to win and you know, and then you go to this like, you know, we're competing against each other. What do you do? You know, it's not that you want the other kid to lose but you want your son to win, but you know, in, in saying that, you're 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 going against people that you you cared for and you and you put into for so long. So yeah, it was I think it was just tough all the way around.
1: In that junior season you fell short of placing in the round of twelve, you actually got upset by Jason Borelli in the first round and battled back through the consolations. Um talk about that experience and then you know, you said earlier that's I guess when you started getting back on track.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, that, that was tough coming back. Um, but I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to, to make excuses. Um, but again, going back to kind of, I would, I don't think I ever competed at my full potential in college. Um, I was cutting a mass amounts of weight and I think that's, you know, I, I think Jason Borelli is, you know, super tough, great kid, super competitive. Um, I'm not trying to take away anything from from his win and all american status, but um i mean I was cutting a massive amount of weight that year and uh and i i think just not even just that year, just throughout my college career um i it it took a bat, that took a forward seat you know and, and all the things i loved about wrestling, all the things i i enjoyed about uh- c- competition was uh training um getting better um, it's all about you know technique and 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 pushing yourself harder than you ever think you can um, and I don't think I ever got to that place in college because I think because weight cutting was so massive for me um, you know I think I was weighing at about like one fifty probably like 155 cut into 133 and that's, that's not healthy, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I remember just, just practices and everything was all about weight cutting, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. It was like, what did I weigh before? And what did I weigh after? It was everything, you know, I'd go from, you know, having a tough practice, throwing on sweats, running after, you know, doing a weight cut that later that evening. And, not to say, I mean, I was fine physically, I was, I was healthy, um, but it's just not healthy cutting that, that kind of weight every week, day in, day out, you know, you have a, uh, a national tournament, that's three days, um, you know, morning weigh-ins, but yeah, I think I, just even in high school, I mean, I remember it was all about technique, it was all about getting better, you know, practices were about you know, getting better and not worried about uh, winning or losing. It was all about getting better. It was all about focus on technique. I would finish practices and I would go through more technique. I would, you know, every everything that I was doing was about learning and growing, where in college it wasn't. It was all about managing my weight. Uh, am I on to weight? Am I down to weight? You know, so I think that, that was a big thing. Um, but again, I, I think it shows a lot of heart. Also, you know, you, you got to battle back after, uh, again, my, my goals were to be a national champion. and You lose first round and, and that, that's gone, you know, and now, now it's become an All-American. And, um, you know, you just got you to gotta, you gotta grit it out. And, you know, again, I, I'm not up for excuses. So it's just coming back and just wrestling as hard as you can. And, and I didn't accomplish that goal. You know, I didn't become an All-American that year. But I think it set things up for, for my future. Uh, not just in wrestling, but I think in everything, you know, it just kind of, I think wrestling's a sport that kind of grows you, and it definitely grew me, you know.
1: And uh, so your senior year, you got back to the NCAA semis and lost to Matt Valenti, um, finished fifth place. Um, At this point, how are are you able to look back and evaluate uh, your collegiate career?
0: Yeah, um, again, (laughs) much like my freshman year, uh, that's another match that. And yeah, man, that that's hard to forget. And, uh, mm-hmm. Matt, Matt is, is a super tough competitor, man. He, he was, he was a tough kid. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think I, I refocused just, that just became to weight management. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely got my weight more under control, you know? Um, but again, I, I think, uh, I still wasn't doing the things I wanted to do, you know. It, mm-hmm. it was still all about weight management. Um, weightlifting was about, you know, staying, trying to stay as strong without <laughs> building on too much muscle that, mm-hmm. that you, you're you having trouble to cut. So it was all about circuit training and, you know, and I, I, I just think that's unhealthy. I think, I think the sport of wrestling, I think, has evolved, too, and that you're seeing mm-hmm. that in – and in the past of, of guys going up in weight and not kind of worried about weight cutting as much so that they can focus on getting stronger, um, getting better, getting faster. Um, I think when you're, you know, again, if you're worried about cutting weight, that's really all you're worried about, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. down to it. But if you're if you're not thinking about that, then you're thinking about technique, you're thinking about uh, getting better, you're thinking about getting stronger, you're thinking about getting faster. So that, that, those are so much better than... You know, am I on weight? Am I down to weight? How much did I lose? How much, you know? so And I think you're seeing that. I think you're seeing that uh, now with with uh, a lot of guys going up and doing way better. You know, I had uh, Chad Mendes, who was, you know, a teammate of mine, huh? uh, who was a 125 pounder. He, he, and we were about the same size. We were both right at about 155. And uh, he's cutting down even lower than me. And, you know, he goes up you know, for him three weights. He goes up to one forty ones and is in the finals. You go you know, that that kinda goes to show that, you know, he focused on getting better. He focused on getting stronger. Um, you know, and and that's what you should be. That that's where you're gonna win national titles. That's where you're gonna do and accomplish the goals. And not only that, you're gonna you're gonna be able to look at it in the end and go, you know, I gave it my all. You know, and I think that was that was my kind of biggest regret was just kinda not that I, I didn't give it my all. I think I gave it my all for what I did, but I wasn't able to give it a hundred percent, you know, because I was focused on, on other things and not, you know, not the better things that would, would have made me better.
1: And so following your collegiate career, you coached for a couple of seasons at Harvard, you know, did you enjoy that? Would you ever see yourself in the future coaching again? Oh, I,
0: I absolutely loved it. Um, and I and I actually did. I went from coaching Harvard. Um I went back to my hometown and uh coached uh helped coach my old high school. Uh got to coach some state state champions. Um yeah, I I love it. I think uh where I'm at now, uh, you know, when you get to kinda of step away from the sport you, you kinda of look at it with, with fresh eyes. Um and you you think about things differently. You uh, think about competition more. Um, even even the things I'm talking about and and what do you take? What's 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 more beneficial: cutting weight or or getting stronger, better, faster? You know, I just think you start thinking about things differently, and not just when you're in the grind of competition, you're just thinking about competition. And I think you gain a, a lot of insight, and I think I've gained a lot. Um, and I think I have a lot to offer. Um, I think I have, you know, uh, I have a massive amount of, of history from uh, all the people that I've competed against, competed with, coached with, coached against, um, competed against, you know, you just kind of, you learn a lot um, and you, you gain a lot of of, of technique and insight. And uh, I think I still have a lot to offer. And it's definitely something that's on my heart a lot. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's It's actually really hard. Because uh, even right now um, in the field of animation, and uh, I, I still <laughs> I still desire wrestling, you know. But it's hard when you have you know these two loves, you know. You have two two careers that you can go, and one has to take over the other. You know, it's 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 like anything. You you can't be a master of of, um, of many things. You know, you gotta you know just like with wrestling, you gotta you gotta put a hundred percent in. Um, you don't see too many guys that are, you know, mult, you know, a bunch of multi sports, and they're the, you know, the top of every sport. You just don't, I don't think you see that very often, um, because I think it just takes a lot, it, you know, for to do anything, it takes a lot to master something, and uh, so yeah, it, it's hard. I think I just, I'm at a place where I've spent so much of my life in wrestling, and it's hard to give up, and I actually don't want to give it up. You know, it's something that I. I I constantly look at as something I can do in the future. And I just kind of, kind of playing it out, you know, just kind of seeing, you know, kind of where things are leading and, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely always keep keeping my future alive and, and, and constantly looking at what I can do or what I will do and kind of where God wants to lead me. You know, I want to make an impact for him. So it's like I just want to be open to whatever i don't want to be closed off to anything but yeah i just I love wrestling and i love I love watching it um I love competing in it, uh, I love working out <laughs> um mm-hmm. but i love I love studying it i love you know it's kind of at times it's especially from a coaching perspective, you know you kind of have puzzles, you have puzzles from uh you know how do you how do you reach your your athletes but also how you uh the puzzle of of breaking away somebody else's technique and figuring out, you know, things that you can, you can not tweak your, your competitors, but, you know, you want them to wrestle how, how they need to wrestle, but you also have to add in, you know, a sense of of what their opponent does and and kind of breaking that puzzle, you know, and figuring it out. I think it's, it's just a, it's a blast.
1: Um, You had mentioned your current careers in the field of animation. When did this become an interest for you? And you know, how did you realize that this could be a career field for you?
0: Um, yeah, I kinda love uh kind of for for a, a lot of things that kind of incorporate animation, um, uh art, uh computers, um, film, video uh and, and video games, um, really for a long time. You know, I kinda did you know, I I marveled at the, the old Disney Disney films. Um I loved video games. Um but I, I didn't it's hard. I struggle with this because, um, I didn't have a lot of drawing experience, so I never saw it as a career really per se. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I still dabbled in it. I dabbled in, you know, I loved computers as a kid. I loved drawing. And I don't think it was until, uh, you had films like Toy Story come out and you had, Uh, Films like Jurassic Park, you know, I think Jurassic Park was was like the eye-opener to to my career Um, Mm -hmm. because I saw it mix the two things that I loved. It was animation and it was computers. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I had the greatest talent for art, for drawing. Um, I mean, I was good enough, but I didn't see it as like, oh, I can be a a 2D animator. Um, I mean, I I know if I would have put my heart and soul into it, like I did wrestling, then yeah, but again, you, you can't do both. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you're focusing hundred percent on, on wrestling, it's hard to kind of add to the other things that you want to do. You know, that I kind of at the time considered hobbies. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, when you're going into college and you're, you're wondering what you're going to do, like that was always, I knew I wanted to do that. Um, I knew I was at a disadvantage Um, in that career because of wrestling you know because that was my my love and I never I never truly pursued it probably until my last year at Harvard um I knew that was going to be my last year and uh so I started kind of started to develop my my animation career and you know that kind of started with uh you know seeking out kind of blogs and and anything I could find for, for learning. Um, and then that ended up with me, you know, kind of getting, uh, involved in, in a guy, uh, his name's Jason, uh, Jason Ryan. He, you know, a big time, uh, he worked at Disney, uh, he worked at Don Bluth and he worked at, at DreamWorks for forever. And, uh, uh, he ended up personally mentoring me, um, and my brother for a little bit. And then he started actually an animation school, like an online school. And then, uh, that was kind of my eye opener of, of that. I could kind of do this as a career, you know, at, at that time when you're kind of in school, you're, you still don't really know, you know, you, you dream of it. You, you want it to happen, but um, it wasn't until I got to that point where I was kind of looking at my work and, and seeing it from, uh, you know, different professional uh, instructors. Um, and, and, you know, them saying, okay, you got something here, you know, and then, and then cons- continuing to pursue it you know
1: and so prior to getting a job in the field what kind of education and certifications do you need to acquire
0: um well really you don't need to acquire anything (laughs) you you, um, I think it's it's different than any other industry you know where you look at uh, you look at job experience you look at internships you look at uh, your education this is different because those things mean something, but it's very little um, we there There are so many guys in the field of animation that have you know they're they're the top at at the top right now that some of those guys didn't even finish school um, because it doesn't it doesn't really matter what you've done all it does all it matters is what you can do and if you can show on your 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 you know, we call it's a real, you know, your, your portfolio, your, your animation reel. Um, Mm -hmm. If you, if they, if, if a, an employer can see that you can do it, then they'll hire you. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did get, you know, obviously I did get my, uh, my certification in in animation from um, that online school. But again, it it almost, it's not like, it's not a certified school uh, per se as like a, a board of education type thing. It's just, you know, it's more of a certification that you can animate, you know, but again, that doesn't mean anything because your reel is the only thing that can show, a, a, a you know, an employer that you can't animate. You know, there, there's nothing really that they look at. They'll ask people, you know, but that's more or less to ask who you are as a person um, <laughs> than what you can do because the, what they look at in your reel is what you can do. They see it. Um, so you don't really need any of that. Um, but obviously the, if you want to become the best, you got to work with the best. And that's the way wrestling was to me. You know, Mm -hmm. if you want to be the best, you train with the best, you, you learn from the best, you compete against the best, you know, you're not going to become the best, just kind of in a cave, you know, by yourself with no, with nothing, you know, you got to kind of, you got to surround yourself with
1: people like that. So, and uh, what are some notable projects that you may have worked on or have coming up in the future?
0: Um, well, I, just, I actually just left uh, the studio I was at, which was Real Effects Animation Studio.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I worked on a film called Rock Dog, and uh, it was for a Chinese uh, uh, investing company, and that film should be released um, this year in China. I don't know if it's ever going to hit um, uh, the U.S., um, that's obviously up to distribution and like you know getting people excited about the film. True. Sure. Um, but I worked on I worked at a video game company before I came before I came over here to, to Real Effects and uh, uh, I worked on uh, Ratchet and Clank the game, um, mm-hmm. which will be out for PlayStation Four uh, this month. So I actually worked on that before I left. So that's yeah, that's like a year and a half ago is when I left. So. Wow. Yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit to come out. So, yeah, and I finished, I finished the film Rock Dog, um, over a year ago, and that will probably come out later this year. So, yeah, a lot of times you do kind of have to wait because it has to go through all its proper, uh, chains and pipelines. Um, because a lot of times, you know, an- an- animation in its own isn't the end of the pipeline, it's part of the end of the pipeline, but, you there's still so much with like audio and and lighting and and then you have to get you know once the film's finally done or the game's done you got to you know get marketing distribution you know all that kind of stuff and then i also worked on uh an unannounced iOS app which um at real effects um which i hope comes out cuz that that was a blast to work on i was able to uh uh lead and supervise that which was uh it was awesome, you know, kind of mm-hmm. allowed me to kind of step into different realms of, of animation, which I, I just, uh, you know, thoroughly loved and, and grew from.
1: Okay. Well, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you would like for people to know about you?
0: Um, no, I, I mean, I don't really, I love animation. I feel like I'm a kid, you know, at times my, my wife makes fun of me cause I have like tons of like toys and maquettes and <laughs> you know, I love playing video games and, uh, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate you, you doing this. Um, this was, uh, just a blast of kind of, when you get to go down memory lane and, and again, like, you know, you, you strive to do a, a whole lot, but at the same extent, you know, you you want to do good in this world, <laughs> you know, you want to be a, a good example to kids. You want to be, uh, you know, build up people, uh, in, in the sport of wrestling, whether it be you know, teaching kids, but you know, uh, I'm I'm a Christian. I love the Lord, and that that's always been something that I've I've hoped to share uh, the experience with, and and uh, to kind of be a, a good example to to the people around me. So,
1: all right, a big thanks to Daryl Vasquez for joining us this week on Sudden History. Thanks again, Earl. Well, I'm glad we could get that interview in, taking you guys behind the scenes. I've been trying to get Daryl on the show for a while now. My work schedule with my real-life non-wrestling job limits the time I'm available to do these interviews, so it was a hard time finding a time that would work for both of us. Originally, I wanted to have him on around the time of the California State Championships in early March, but that didn't work out. In the end, really doesn't matter. He was on. He gave some great insight, and I'm really happy the way it turned out. I'm also really pleased about how people are responding to the Sudden History podcast itself. A lot of people jumped aboard with some of the postseason recap type stuff I did, but it appears you guys have hung around. I really appreciate that. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, leave good reviews, all that stuff. Um, while I'm reminding you to do the podcast related things, check out all the other shows on The Matt Talk Podcast Network, Jason Bryant, does a great job putting them all together. Uh, That's all I have for you guys this week. Greg Jones, take us away. How the hell do I get off the stage?